Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department, let's see more. I'm Gary Cook, and you're listening to Trailblazers. My guest today is Paul Harrington. Paul. There was a song I heard you play, and I can't remember what it was, but on, on Pat Kenny, but as I was listening to it, I was okay. thinking, that's actually a country song. Okay. But I, I can't remember what it was, but I never knew it was a country song, but that's an indication of how well you got inside it. And you were the one who said, it's actually far well, it more could it could time. very well have been a Nora Jones tune because I think that I did I did talk about that at that time uh, and I I, I, um, I fucking was it a song called I don't know why I didn't come don't know why I didn't come anyway it's a good while ago so what what does happen by the way with the with the series Gary is that uh, they sometimes if, if it's if it's a song that that I haven't been working for years that isn't gone in there it goes in for the day and then it goes out again you yeah. know you know so uh you know there, there are some there are some tunes that have stuck um uh, for example like baker street i, I you know i love i love the challenge of t- doing that without the, without a saxophone you know that's that's you know, that's brilliant. please give us a bar of that can you okay. give us a bar? Well, i love tr- that tune I'll, I'll just give you a bar i'll try and do it anyway so this is this is how it doesn't it doesn't have sax let me just make sure we're in the right uh, in the right key. I'm gonna turn this around here. So, so we start off a little bit like this. And that's a, that, that's a huge gift, I have to well, say. Thank you. Yeah. And it is a gift. And I, I always acknowledge that, by the way. I, I don't necessarily say publicly, I don't be, you know, bound and all that sort of thing. But I do, and not necessarily every day, but I do, I do thank God. I, I, I do say to the parents, Jesus, this. And I tell you as well how it comes about because if, since my um, beautiful, we have a beautiful daughter, well, I have a beautiful son. He's, he's 33, I'm 63, and she's three. <laughs> so there's a, a bit of a gap. Uh, well, she's three and a half, but um, but uh, she, I, I realized that I have to be so careful now about where and when I take work um, and plan work. So I have to kind of try and make sure it's in, over periods that she's not in preschool because uh, um, since since she started going to preschool, she comes home and brings me a brand new gift every every week. Sometimes it's just a whooping cough or a bronchopneumonia or whatever it might be. I just, you know, so you're, it, it's very difficult to, to take on work, you know, so, but uh, however, Touchwood, my next series of gigs are, are towards the winter, so, uh, or, 
autumn, autumn, winter. So uh, let's let's hope we uh, we get through those. Paul, tell us a little bit about uh, something you're incredibly well known for: a beautiful song, "Rock and Roll Kids" mm-hmm. and the Eurovision. Tell us how, how did that all happen? Well, there's, there's, you know, I, I'll try and make it as short as I can in so far as that, uh, the, I suppose the facts of it were that I was, let me see, this was 1994, so let me go back a bit. I, as a, I had released my debut album, uh, What I'd Say, in 1991. Uh, I had a couple of singles. That, that, that song did particularly well uh, for me, and a fella called Brandon Graham, who people would know as a, a writer, uh, as in an author, and he's written Rock and Roll Kids, he's written The Voice, he's also written the lyrics for You Raise Me Up, as you can see there, he sent me, a, recently sent me a, an anniversary version of it. Uh, he, he, I was a working musician, so on occasion people would just call you up to, to demo songs, simple as that, and he had heard what I'd say on the radio, and he said, I think, I think he, that would suit, he would suit this couple of songs. I met him in Westland studio, he had a half a dozen songs that we went through, um, I putting them down, vocal, piano, vocal, piano, and at the end of it, I, I, you know, Hanny said, what, what, you know, something like, what do you think of them? Do you like it? I said, yeah, they're good. I said, this is a particular standout one, you know, uh, that was Rock and Roll Kids. Uh, and I had heard nothing uh, after that because I walked away, I was paid. That's that. I didn't know what his plan was. So um, he then, he had been working with, Charlie McGettigan, and uh, who, who I knew, didn't know, I, I kind of was familiar with him separately. I remember uh, he was in a band called Jargon uh, that I loved. I remember seeing them opening up for Chris Rea in the uh, National Stadium donkeys years ago. And uh, so apparently Brendan had entered Rock and Roll Kids into the National Song Contest once, didn't get through, twice, didn't get through. And one of the times, um, one of the times Charlie McGettigan was actually on the selection panel, uh, one of the years that it didn't get through. Whether that was because he had to declare himself that he knew the, the, the writer or whatever it was, I can't remember what it was, anyway, it, it got rejected again. So, Brendan is, is a tenacious man, and uh, he he just kept going, kept going, and um, I had forgotten about it. So, this was obviously 19, yeah, would have been maybe late 1993 or early 1994, I suppose, yeah, that, that he, he told me it had got through, and, and uh, uh, would I would I do it? Would I sing it in the in the in the in the show and um, in the contest? And my debut album was doing well. It was it was picking up a lot of airplay, and it, and there was a lot of press around it. And, and it was a, you know don't forget this was two channel land, two radio channel land. So I I I had a lot of you know I was it was weird. I I never forget a night. I the, the first single I released back in nineteen eighty eight was a cover of Randy Edelman's Uptown Uptown Woman. I was in I was in. Um, uh, Bad Bob's one night and I was chatting with Adam Clayton and there was a couple of people chatting to him and getting his autograph and, and they stopped and turned and said, are you Paul Harrington? And of course I felt terrible because I said, this guy's a global star. I said, I just have a record out at the moment that's getting a lot of airplay and so on. But but um, uh, I, I digress. So, so, this, so I was doing pretty well on my own and I decided, you know what? At the time, I said, Eurovision is all very well, but I think uh, I'd like to just carry on with the way I'm going. So I decided I'm going to tell Brendan I'm not doing it. Um, he was, I think he was the chairman of IMRO at the time, or certainly in and around that time, because I, that's where I went to meet him, to tell him to give him the news. I was going on to a gig, 
and uh, I walked into Imro and uh, there he was and he's a big guy, kind of looked like a big bear and he opened his arms wide and he looked at me and he says, well, and, and I I said, ah, sure, why not? <laughs> right? So that's my resolve. There you go. It's like, it's like what's his name? Groucho Marx. You know, these are my principles. And if you don't agree with them, I've got a whole set of, new set of them over here. So that's kind of the, the, the way I was. But uh, so then it, 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 it uh, um, you know, he, he introduced, he said to me, he said, look, he said, do you think it would take a bit of guitar and stuff? And I said, yeah. He said, definitely. I said, I said, Bill Shanley's the man. So, but Bill um, at the time didn't sing, although he does, he does sing. But, um, so Brendan had a different, he had a master plan. So he already had, had Charlie in his sights. So he kind of brought the two of us together. And um, we did it in Limerick, in the in uh, UL, I think it is, is where, we, where we did it. Uh, and it won, and it was, it was, it was marvelous. Again, don't, don't be the amount of publicity that we got building up to it. Um, I mean, when I look at the, when I compare it to what goes on nowadays, you know, I mean, it's bizarre. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie. Doro. Make friends with innovation. It's a, it feels like a bit of a freak show now. It doesn't, no, it's, I, I went over this I'm year. sure there's some talented people there. There's no doubt. I mean, I, but most, most of it is in the, in, the, in, the, in the creative. I mean, I mean, watch it. I hadn't seen it in years. Uh, I went over. My son lives in London. He's a big Eurovision fan. And we, we made a plan. We said, look, okay, it's Liverpool. Let's, let's, let's go together. And, you know, it was, it was uh, you know, he, he, he wouldn't admit to this, but, but I suppose he enjoyed kind of parading his dad around by the ear, you know, Eurovision winner. Was, what was it like, by the way, when the votes started to come in? Here is the vote of the Swedish jury. Oh, for, for, for us? Yeah, it must well, be well, it, was inc- it was incredible. But, I mean, the, the, there was one thing, if, if uh, you know, and if you look back at it now, even, even at the time, it was very clear at the halfway mark that we were clear winners, you know. So a lot of you know, there was a lot of um, if you look back at the video, there was a lot. There was a lot of phony kind of, oh, I I think we might do a lot of lot of that going on. A lot of you know phony faces. It was clear that we were there. Although I I still didn't quite trust it because it was one of those things where I said, you know what, there could be some freak thing that we haven't calculated. Well. Of course, that did happen, as you probably know, if you've spoken to Phil Coulter, which you probably have. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, congratulations with Cliff Richard. What happened? There was, was it four? No, no, was, there, was there joint winners or something? Or, no, no, no what uh, happened they looked like they were streaking out ahead of it. Ah, okay. Cliff Richard saying congratulations in yeah, 1968 yeah. was um, held, uh, I can't remember where it was, but um, Spain ended up winning. But oh. they were ahead. Okay. Everyone was sure they were going to win. I definitely didn't know. But the suggestion is, is that it was bought ah. by Franco. That's the story. Okay. Or the rumour, whether it was or not. Um, uh, yeah, a, uh, I mean, it's... Spanish I, look, I, would, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't rule out anything nowadays or any time, <laughs> you know. I mean, to be quite frankly. I mean, I mean it, it, it's funny that you should say, I remember back, back in the day, uh, the late Anita Notaro, who was 
uh, a producer and RTE, producer and RTE, yeah. and, a, and a writer, um, um, and uh, she used to produce Gay Byrne. She used to do radio programs. She used to do the late late, uh, and she was our head of delegation. But I remember when I was getting involved, you know, at the time it was said to me. Somebody said said to me, "Look, um, if you were to go for this, it's quite likely you would do well." Now, what that meant, I don't know. I also do remember uh, Tony Fenton, again, who said um, something to me. I don't know whether this is... This is around. Tony was... Uh, Tony came down uh, to, to, to Limerick, uh, as did Jerry Ryan, because Jerry was going to be, the late Jerry, who was going to be the Eurovision presenter. And Tony said, he said he had dropped in on, on some jury, and he said, there's, there's a great vibe going around about your songs. So... I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. There was no phone voting then. I mean, there was, there was juries, which, which again, I've sat on juries here for four or five years and it, it's run very, very well, very strict. And this is even including that when, when there was um, televoting, that the four or five years I did it, it was, again, it was different people. We returned the, the top three. Which is, you know, so that was we were doing our job well. So that so it, it works. The pro, the bit that doesn't work is is whatever. You can presumably manipulate the the percentage of of phone votes versus I don't I don't know. Listen, now, who am I? Am I, <laughs> am I accusing somebody here of Ben? Of, you know, listen. In this world that we live in today, who knows? Well, it was a beautiful song. Yes, uh, it was a very atmospheric song and. Whoever decided, you're saying that it was Brendan, was that it? Yes. Who, who, who suggested that he you suggested, should sing it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I think it was a great call because it sounds like the kind of song that you would have done really well, which you did. It's, it, it, you it, also did a version of it, by the way, for Apre Match. Do you remember that? I did. I remember that well. I do. I do. I do. And, and I, I, I'm starting there because there was... There was who, who was saying was did you all sing a part yeah myself Barry Murphy Richard Cooper Richard, myself, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, we did uh, Eamon uh, the late Bill Hurdy and Giles yes still there in Euro 2056 gosh well I tell you uh, you know uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you get, you'll get you get it all the time but my all, all my late brothers and including myself and I'm, I'm not a big sporting fan but the, the that's it I love, I love watching the tennis or whatever but I mean, and my sister, the highlight was always the Apre match. And they kept talking about this. And I, I said, what, what, are you, what are they talking about? I said, what's Apre match? I had no idea. Yeah. And once I started watching it, I couldn't stop watching it because it was just a joy. And I'm not, I, I'm not blowing smoke. It was just... And I do blow smoke. It's okay. Smoke. Nobody else does. Yes, in fact, so. Get out the bellows. <laughs> bellows indeed. I'm not going to take anything I can get. <laughs> no, but you know, it's pretty... I, mean, it's a, I hear it quite a bit on... Uh, sunshine is okay. yeah, yeah it's yeah. a very it's a timeless and and really kind of melancholic quite sad song it is it ways. is it is I mean it's it is beautiful it's all picture you know or it's all picture no sound sort of a thing and it, it I, I remember the it's two the, there are now two people who were involved in it have now left us the, the recording uh, engineer and producer was the late great Tim Martin, a wonderful man, and and, and the greatest pair of ears this, this certainly this country produced, um, and also on drums is uh, the late Nolly Bridgman. Um, so and I I remember Noel at the time, um, bearded, bespectacled, curly hair, sitting behind the the kit, and kind of you know moving up and down. So who um, played with 
Jimi Hendrix, isn't right. it? Uh, yeah. he, well, no, yeah, it was Skid Row. Um, um, I can't get I, I know that like, well, the Hen- there is a Hendrix connection, which is Noel Redding was a bass player okay. uh, with, with uh, who Bill Shanley, I can talk to you about again because, you know, Mitch Mitchum and, and, and Noel Redding all lived in West Cork. Bill is from West Cork. He, they, they, and, and Eric Bell used to visit there as well. The Shanley's pub. You, you got to go and talk to them for about about the, the what a phenomenal history. If you ever if you ever think about doing a podcast about that, in fact, I'll be playing there in in July. Um, I've been I've been I go down and play in their pub. Uh, I've been playing there since nineteen ninety one or thereabouts. Anyway, uh, I digress. Noel Bridgman, who was Skid Row, um, and he then went on to play with Mary Black for Donkey's Years as well. Beautiful player. Uh, but I said to him, um, uh, we were playing piano, just messing around in the main room, and, and he said, so what's the vibe on this, you know? And I said, I said, think James Taylor, Fire and Rain. And that was it. That's all I had to say to him. And we went into it, and literally like that, I said, just leading into the chorus, give us that nice... And it was just, it's practically identical to that, you know. Brendan hates when I do this, but uh, Rock and Roll Kids, of course, has has a a doppelganger as well, which is a Dan Fogelberg song called the leader of the band. I don't know if you're familiar with that, are you? Uh, well, play. The- I'll, I'll give. I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little taste. I won't. I won't go into a big time. So it'll be like a, um, the chorus being. We were the rock and roll kids. Rock and roll was all we did. And you've got this lovely end there. The leader of the band is tired, and his eyes are rolling Similar. I'd say probably not enough to go to court, but uh, you know, or maybe there's another court set. They're only just movements and minute, like like moving around a few. Okay, moments. so so just when you're talking about movements, there. Yeah. Well, if you were to give a staple sort of crash course to somebody who was trying to write a song, like what would be the the kind of standard movements that you'd work around? Oh God, we see this is this is this is back to the chicken and the egg thing. I mean, again, I'm 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 not a bona fide songwriter. I have written songs, but this you know most people or not most people some people start with the melody some people start with the lyric i'd imagine it's it's wise to start with the lyric but that said i mean i i uh, have a, a a piece of music that i that i haven't finished yet that i'm starting to write the lyric to and, I, and it was literally it was just a um, it was just a movement which was to get this I don't have the lyric for it yet it's it's uh da, 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 da. Is about my wife, 
and it's about having met her and how I want to relive, relive the day over again at the end of the day. Now that's whatever. I do, maybe that maybe that's somebody else's song. I don't know, but I feel that's mine. You know. I think it's beautiful, don't you? I think so, it's great. And it's, I haven't. I, I have some lyrics written on an envelope stuck in a mirror like that up in up in the upstairs bedroom, which I will get round to doing. I by the way, I'm ter- I, I've been guilty of, of 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 shocking procrastination all my life, and that's that's a that that has that has come back to haunt me. You know. Well, if I was a manager with a baseball bat. I'd say you're gonna write that and you're gonna do it. Well, that's it. And that's, it's gonna be it. it's gonna be done by you know six yeah. o'clock. Uh, <laughs> that's a great line. Um, it's like it started all over again. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it, but it's in a, it's it's in a, for for a change. It's in a positive way as opposed to I wish I could get that time back with you. No, I just literally I can't wait. You and me, the the the, the twelve inch album that you and I are. I just want to as soon as we go to sleep, we wake up. I just want to lift the needle right back to the start again. Do it all again. But it does have a potential duality as well. Which yes. is which could be taken is if I could start it all over again, I uh, wish I could, I'd do it all differently. But it's all contained in the same lyric. Yes. I, well I hope Here's you, me pretending I know something. But well no, you but, do, you do. But, I mean, you, you, but that's I think what makes it it's there's a duality to it. It makes it kind of really beautiful. Right. I, I think if you live and feel and breathe you know you know as much as the next person it's not about it's 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 because it, it's all about your own personal experience it's how you get it down you know i mean look they, they're all of that that's my wife's feet uh, all up there and that was <laughs> they're paintings by the way they're well that's exactly <laughs> charcoals or <laughs> yeah charcoal but i know that that sounds like to to a listener that might sound like that that my four wives have collected their feet over the years but uh, no i mean that, that that's just an, <laughs> that's that's going back to a time when you know uh, she was sitting on a couch with her feet across me and i was just sketching things and i never had the confidence to do anything like that ever and she she loved them, and she said, you know, frame them, and and so that, I was never encouraged to do that. That's just drawing and expression. But I suppose the reason why I, I want to make the analogy of, of a painting or a drawing is that, you know, you could we all of us here could take a take a pencil and paper, put something in the middle of the room, and we'd all see the same thing, but we'd put it down differently. And I think that's what happens with music. And again, the 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 the. the I mean, the great songs are the are the wonderful common denominators as well. But then there's 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 the the beautiful songs like 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 you know like Tom Waits and Martha. You know, you hear something like that, and you say, "Oh my God!" This is like the songs that are just so incredibly. Uh, and then and then I when I when I do check them out and start reading about them, and I say, you know, I see somebody. Oh, I wrote that in fifteen minutes. You know, or I wrote it in twenty minutes. You're gonna go either you're an absolute genius or you don't feel anything because the problem is. Great, great songwriters, uh, you know, you have to almost take the emotion out of putting it down. Otherwise, you'll never get it down really accurately and finished, you know. It's a, it's a fascinating process that I, I never really, really stuck with. I mean, I, I did write a couple of songs but um, that I uh, can barely remember now, and I re- recorded them, but it was a very, very tough um, road back when I was getting into the music thing in the late 80s, early 90s. The whole thing, you were you were nothing if 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 you didn't if you weren't writing your own stuff. But your your bank balance is probably also nothing if you were Correct. doing that too, unless you unless you really hit it big. It, and it, you have to. You want to be really hitting the big time. And 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 you know when I discovered that I'm a singer, you know, and I'm an interpreter, 
And songwriters, there's loads of songwriters out there who who, who don't have a, a good like as in as in their voice, as in the architecture is no good. So, if, for example, Brendan Graham, who who would freely admit that he he couldn't carry a tune in a bucket, but he'd be he gets he knows how to place and to match a song with a voice. You know. Well, I I really do think you should follow up on that. Stop procrastinating because I I think it's I can already tell you that that's a really good song. Well, thank you. I that's it that's. I don't usually say that. I kind of go, most people that play something, they go, yeah, that's pretty good. Right? <laughs> I, know, I, 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 I think that's beautiful. Well, well you're, like, you're like myself. I, I, can't, I can't lie. I, you know, I mean, you know, somebody, even if somebody tells me a joke and if I don't find it funny, I just, it's probably, I'm, I'm sure I'm on the, <laughs> I'm sure I'm on the spectrum. So well, I won't tell you one. So, okay. okay. We've run out of time. I could okay. talk to you all day. Is there anything you want to, play out with or that you'd like to well you know what it is I mean I, mean, I, I go back to the the, the, the songs that, that um, you know that my brothers knew and played I mean the, I mean there was there's a, there's a whole whole kind of series of Irish ballads as well like I came from an Irish music background which which because it was all I was all around it I meant to say to you I kind of I grew to dislike it, but it was in la in the later years when I started going out to Canada working with Derek and, and, and playing it, I really started to love it. And, and what I will do, I don't know if you, and again, be truthful, are you, do you like Irish music or Irish well, ballads? Or I, I can do, depends. Some of them are brilliant. Yeah, okay. Like, you you might like Raglan Road, but mm. you might not like The Fields of Rather Than or Oh, I actually like both of them. Okay, well, that's that's really cool, but I'm not going to do either of them. I'm going to do something different. Okay, it's not really different, but I'm going to try it, and uh, this, could, this could go... Could go catastrophically wrong because uh... I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you'll never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure. Still go on, believe me. The world could show nothing to me. And what good would it do me? God only knows what I'd be without you. God only knows what I'd be
to die for and and your voice is great and that song is great so thanks Gary thank you and will phone poke a new wet and will knappy no foom nis orjo wet nis eskalehusaj faker no phone in takata gwin on show egg daro and von klishte is dany gidi gohan la hai glina agus taskina tarod egan gogachtina tanismo olis egg Daro.com